What's zapping everybody? I blame this on Momo. What? What are you blaming me for? Well, well I, I finally, you know, my commute here, right? It's a mad dash between three and four to get here on time. Showtime, right? You had to sit in for yeah. me the one time, right? Yeah, no, I, I did that willingly. You okay. Know, my arm. So it's I'm okay. doing the cannonball run, you know, okay. down the 110, doing my best to, you know, try not to, you know, cause wrecks, but I got to get here. And I finally make it to the studio. They open the door and... I'm thinking I'm going to sit where you usually sit when Mason's yeah. here. Oh, yeah, no, they direct leading, me yeah. to the captain's chair. Oh, I'm leading yeah. the show again today. Didn't you guys yeah. learn after Wednesday you shouldn't put me in charge? <laughs> hey, wow. I thought Wednesday went very well, and you did an awesome job. Really? Oh, good. That's great, because I still haven't slept since that day. <laughs> what? Why? There's a lot going on. I'm. You're talking to Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Are you well, nervous? Don't be you. nervous. I'm not everyone nervous. Got a lot of great feedback. I am not nervous. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of fun, more fun to be number two, you know? I mean, I know, me too. Like, like yeah. honestly, DeMarco, I'm the same <laughs> way. Like, like I theoretically can drive the ship. Yeah. But the truth is, it's way easier to just sit back and be co-pilot. Oh, and my man, <laughs> Michael Thompson. I mean, what is he, seven feet tall? When it came, like, <laughs> to the decision to lead the show, I think he shrank to about five feet. Like, he just, Ooh. I'm done, you know? I got to tell you, I got to tell you a story. So one time I was with Michael and I thought I was leading the show. It was like I was filling in and the producer and I had talked before the show and we were doing like the 10 to 12 show in the morning and I showed up and I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to, Michael, you ready to go? And he goes, and, and he had prepared because nobody told Michael that I was leading. So Michael, in a very chivalrous way, like said, okay, like I'm going to step up. I don't really do this, but I'm going to do this. So Michael had written like an entire opening wow. with his rhymes. You know how he rhymes things? Absolutely, he yes. These little Michael Thompson intros and stuff. And I was like, did he just like stay up all night last night writing this? It was very impressive. <laughs> hey, it's a big deal, man. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, it's not like nerves or anything, but I mean, this is, uh, you know, the same or worse than a football game like the night before. You know, you have well, to like sleep or think about you, it. Yeah. But when I had to lead a radio show the first time, so my program director said to me, uh, you're going to go solo. And I said, you realize I have never done this before. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I know. That's what I like to do to people. Just throw them in there and see if they can swim. And I was like, okay. So the night before <laughs> I tried to prep by doing a solo show. I've never even done a two person show. And I prepped the night before and I'm like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I literally threw up. Wow. I literally was so nervous. I threw up. I feel and you. I just called all my friends and I said, listen, I'm going to die on air tomorrow. I need you to be a guest. Can you, can I call you? <laughs> right, right. Can you just stay on the no. phone with me, please? I got you, DeMarco. You want me to lead? I can help you out. I got you. No, no. I'm just, I'm telling all my Husky friends right now. They, my co-host is from Stanford. Oh. Oh, yeah. No. Absolutely. Look, this is a big day in LA, though. Dodgers have moved no doubt. within one game of the NL West. We've seen this movie before. We've seen this couple of weeks ago it seemed yeah, like they had it's, it seemed like they had gotten to this place before and the giants were fading and the dodgers were surging then they had the two out of three then they then they lost two out of three in san francisco and it just seemed like the giants were back again you know it, i heard this on the way in with mason mason and ireland i think ireland said it like uh or maybe mason it was this is the best pennant race in the history of baseball and it's funny how you never really would know it if you're a casual, but it is when you look at it. Uh, there's a story about whoever finishes second will be the best second place finisher of all time. So You know what, though? Here's the thing about baseball. 
real baseball fans have very long memories, okay? And I know that we live in 2021, so we all have the attention span of a four-year-old, okay? Like, we don't remember what happened last week. I blame Instagram. Yesterday. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, yep. all that. Like, it's also, like, nowadays doing research is called Googling. <laughs> like, people don't really do real research. They just Google something, and then whatever comes at the top of the Google search is what they think is counts for research. Right. But, but in baseball history, it used to be that there was one pennant r- winner. That's it. The pennant winner. There was no divisions and wild cards and all that. So I know we're all hyped up about this, but the most one of the most famous games in Dodger Giant history, that's Bobby Thompson's shot to win the game, the, the moon shot, the home run that he hits. Um, you know, the Giants win the pennant. You know, the famous call where he hits it. Yeah. That, was in, that was in a three-game playoff with the Giants. But, Momo, we, I wasn't there. We weren't there. I didn't, <laughs> oh, you know, so, I've only seen that through replay. So if you weren't there, it didn't happen. Well, no, no, not that. I mean, but <laughs> of my lifetime, this is a yeah. big deal, you know? I mean, I, I never thought deal. of it till they said it. But, yeah, I mean, then when you look up the numbers, and I, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I didn't go past Google, but when you looked it up, yeah, this is a heck of a race. Uh, these are two fan bases that really don't like each other. It's two teams that are really competitive. And uh, the Giants are the team that no one expected this out of. The Dodgers have a lot of, yep. you know, expectations. So this is fun down the stretch. This is great. I think it's fun down the stretch. I also think that the Giants feel to me like a lot of really good regular season baseball teams. Ooh, where you think? They have, yeah, the Mariners. Don't put that on the Dodgers, the though. Don't put oh, that they- on the Dodgers. The Dodgers used to be a really yeah. good regular season baseball team, and then they went out and got some aces. Actually, they have three aces. They have three guys who could and should win this Cy Young this year. The Giants, like, they have Logan Webb, who's come on late. They have Kevin Gossman, who's had a nice year. But You know these really... stories, though, Momo. I keep hearing this. Out of, I have friends that are Giants fans. They keep mm-hmm. saying this is their destiny. You know? It feels like it. It yeah. feels like it because you have all these older guys who are having career years in their mid-30s, late-30s. But – to win playoff series, you just like the Dodgers played this movie several times when they were at the beginning of this run that they've had to Marco, where they would have a great regular season, win the NL West Coast, and then they get into a playoff series or a World Series, and they look up and the other team had three aces, right? And the other team had everyone coming out of the bullpen throwing a hundred, and they would have Clayton Kershaw who couldn't quite do it, or they'd have to squeeze four innings at five innings at a Rich Hill. Or they have to squeeze, you know, like they didn't yeah, yeah. quite have the stacked pitching lineup that they do now. And so the story the ends way, in the postseason for some of these teams. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and to me, that's really what the Dodgers have done differently these last couple of years is they went and got some aces. I, it like, was just on TV in here. Uh, they they had Bueller, Scherzer, or, and, um, and, uh, Clayton, and Clayton Kershaw was on screen. Oh, and then we forgot about. there's Urias. Yes. I mean, so it's an embarrassment of riches there at pitching. But yeah, I mean. I've never disputed the fact that the Dodgers are the better team on paper and they've really yeah. performed. I can't say better than the Giants because they're behind the Giants right now, but it's it's been equal. And if I had to choose rosters, I'd take the Dodgers. But when you start hearing that destiny nonsense coming out of there, they might believe they're better than what they are. Remember when it was the, I think it was, was it Pat Riley's Heat? When they did the all-in thing and it was a bunch of vets and they all of a sudden they just caught fire and won a championship because so they just the thing that happened, it was their destiny. Okay? Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on in L.A. today. And as you talk about the Miami Heat and they're going to win not five, not six, not seven championships, right? No, no. The, I mean, the, that's the, the other Heat both. team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the other famous Heat team. Um, it, I was I'm coming off today, this morning, at 
Steve Ballmer and the Clippers, big groundbreaking yeah. one. How was okay? that? Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's going to be that that arena is going to be amazing. It is going to be this giant state of the art halo board. Like they have like an acre of lights, like an acre of lights. I don't even know what that means. That sounds like a, a lot. that's a lot of lights. It's, it sounds like a lot. Sounds expensive. It's a halo. So like if you think about it, like think about it like a like a speed skating track. So that it's going to be two sided halo instead of like scoreboard. That's like a big box in the center. It's going to be a halo around the court. Wow. And. It's, it's going to be really cool. Wait, okay? explain that again. Instead of a <laughs> scoreboard, it's going so to like be... So, a scoreboard is usually like a big, giant box, yeah. right? This is going to be like a ribbon? four sides. Yeah, it's going to be like a, like a speed skating ribbon. Oh, wow. It goes all the way around the track, okay? Ooh, nice. And, like, every... It just I mean, Steve Ballmer paid $2 billion for the Clippers. And then he's going to pay $2 billion for this stadium. <laughs> if you think about it, but don't worry. He's he, he like the man's worth a hundred and eight billion dollars. <laughs> he's not hurting. billion with a B. Is he a okay, space so guy? Like, he's got enough money to go up in space, right? They said it was yeah, 55 he, mil to go up. You think he's yeah, a space guy? I mean, he could like do that anytime he wants. I mean, 55 million to him is like five dollars. <laughs> <you and> me. Okay. <laughs> right. But like for Steve, I don't think he would because I think like he's really obsessed. Like he must and he's kind of big, isn't he? he ta- he's six five. Yeah, that you okay? can't fit. No, no. And he talked all about like the comfy seats. Like he's going to have the biggest, comfiest seats at the arena and he's like really into like i gotta have enough bathrooms for everybody good for and him real, yeah i mean these are like it's kind of fun like he's he's like a, he, he seems, seems like cool a yeah he's cool but like i'm down there and i'm watching this and he's so excited because you know Balmer gets excited like he just is excited by nature but then he gets talking about this and he started talking about championships he's like we're gonna win a bunch of championships before we even get to this arena and then we're gonna win, get to this arena we're gonna win so many championships because he goes what do you say be like a, and he says he goes this is gonna be like the hall this is gonna be Plazo, and that's really cool it's an awesome vision and then he goes it's gonna be better than the hall of fame because we're gonna win so many championships and i was like Easy. oh i see how this happens <laughs> i see how this happens that you get excited and you start talking and then you start saying things like we're gonna win championships and then you just double down on it and then you realize like well i said it once i said it twice i might as well say it a third time and go even further <laughs> you know have you ever been cliff diving <laughs> You ever jumped off a cliff into the water? Never. Uh, and never. I never will. Okay, yes. well, like I have. I get scared and, even looking over the cliff. Me too. But like, like he said, when you start talking about championships, yeah. once you like it, once you jump and you're yeah. you're out in the air and there's nowhere to go but down, you might as well have some fun. You know, you're already out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't go back. So if you, but you know, what's fun about yeah. Palmer? Like, so you're talking about leaving your show, right? Yeah. And I get a little nervous too. I get. I mean, you should have heard me the day that Steve Mason was supposed to. You know, I'm always on with Mason Island. Steve Mason was supposed to lead, and his comrades dropped out right at the top of the show. Wow. We we play this all the time because it's like, hello, hello, is anybody there? <laughs> oh, is it me? Oh, it's just me talking. Okay. <laughs> wow. You can just hear. You can just hear my like career flash before my eyes. Oh yeah. Like, you're gonna... <laughs> it's good, you know. But see, that makes you grow. You know, when right. I was a rookie, I was in San Diego yeah. of all places, getting ready to play the Chargers, and the special teams coach was named Wayne uh-huh. Severe. God rest his soul. So I'm a rookie. I'm backing up Sean Gilbert. I'm also backing up on special teams that day. And he walks uh-huh. over while we're stretching. This is stretching before the game. Like, the Chargers are out there. We're out there. The game is about to happen in, like, 20 minutes. And he goes, hey, how you feel? I said, I feel good, coach. Ready to go. He goes, good. You're leading the wedge today on kick return. Oh, right. Okay. Ask me how many reps I took that week in practice in the wedge. Zero. Now I got to go block the Chargers in a wedge, and I have absolutely no idea how to return this thing. So that was nerves. But we had a good day returning. So we're going to have a good day today with me leading the show. Um, Happy. Uh, One more thing. So the Scherzer trade. You're into this more than I am. Oh, yeah. The Max Scherzer and Trey Turner trade 
Best trade they've ever made. Best trade the Dodgers have ever made? Is 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 I that mean, just like now talk or is that for real? I think In the history of the Dodgers, that's the best trade ever. So far, it has been. I think that it's a crazy thing to say because it sounds very hyperbolic. Like the oh, Dodgers the have been around ever, right? forever. Like, yeah, like you know when people say like Mace. I think four times a week you said it's the best day ever. Right. Like, right. You, you produce him. Right. Um, it, like every time he's like, oh, best day ever <laughs> since yesterday. Okay, because um, <laughs> that was also the best day ever. Uh, <laughs> it has been. It has been though. If you think about how impactful Scherzer has been, how impactful Trey Turner has been probably the best regular season trade i've ever seen now but shouldn't we wait until the season is over exactly okay yeah because it's when i say regular season trade there's my qualifier there's my head just like ah. that's what we do in business to like make sure that we don't have our words come back to haunt us later um it doesn't matter unless they win like right. it's a great trade in the regular season but if they lose in the second round or if they lose in the nlc i mean oh well yeah i think that we should nice. wait a little bit but i do i love the trade Max Scherzer is unbelievable. I mean, that really, um, if the Dodgers were, were, if Dodger fans were thinking they had a shot at the World Series after you got Max Scherzer, yeah, I, if I were a Dodger fan through and through, if I bled blue, you wouldn't be able to shut me up. Really, I'd be going nuts with that trade. That is awesome. And with, with, uh, with Kershaw coming back, um, Dave Roberts comes to the forefront again because you got a pretty big decision to make. How do you put Urias on the bench? You can't. Would you? I wouldn't, but uh, the guys in that rotation, he is the one that I think you have to look at because he's, he's going to win that 20. Last year. He's going to win 20. No, but his last few outings, he's gone like five innings, five and two thirds. He's been, he's got hit a, hit a little bit and he hasn't gone deep into games in the sense that He's a young pitcher still. Like we forget how young Willie Orias still is. He's getting all these wins because he's he's pitched really well, and they seem to score runs for him when he when he pitches. But what's he baseball young? As many innings ever. What's baseball right? young? Never baseball young is like twenty two, twenty. Okay, twenty two. Exactly so he's you like young, okay? young. Yeah. So, and and like Julio, like Julio is a great pitcher, but I feel like he, you're already pushing it in terms of number of innings that he has pitched and played. Yeah, he's twenty five now. Okay, last year. But he's already thrown more innings than he's ever thrown in a year. So when you have young pitchers, let like, him go in baseball. Yeah. They they really like you. You and I think, oh, twenty five, you can do anything, right? Like you stay at the four in the morning. But party I could and get though, up Momo. Morning and go. No, <laughs> me too. Like what I have to do today? I got, I was up till two last night writing. I had to get up at seven to go down to the Inglewood thing. I was like, oh, I didn't get much sleep. Then I was like, I'm gonna catch a nap before we Momo, do the radio show. Just today, I saw. I, I pic- catch a nap. I'm 40. I gotta catch a nap. I saw a picture of me, a team <laughs> picture, a Rams team picture of me at 25. Yeah. Right? It's a team photo. You know, you stand there in your jersey and kind of yeah. not look silly. It, it looks like a normal day, but if you only knew what I did to get there for that team picture, <laughs> you know what I mean, and how I felt oh, at I that know. moment. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. 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 But I mean, if if I'm if I'm Urias and I'm I won 20. And you want to put me on the bench? Look, you better have two or three coaches with you when you make this, when you break the news to me. The heck yeah, was that? And, well, the um, the uh, so somebody sent me a, a stupid video that I shouldn't have clicked. But on. what was that? <laughs> the uh, what's that? No, it's just a fr- it's just a video of oh. a friend of mine. The the uh, like my friend like sends me sends videos from that uh, Kawhi opening today. Oh, but that's been passing around today. You see the video where they had the um, what was the uh, what's the what's the the fits in the tantrums you know that one where it's like um i can make your hands clap yeah 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 you know that song yes so 
They had a special <laughs> performance at the end of the year of the. They had a special performance at the end of um, the event today, right? Balmer introduces the the arena, and they got all the Clippers there, which was amazing, by the way. It's the off season. It's like the last three weeks of their off season, and they. Uh, I mean, to get guys, NBA players who have been playing all year round, like for the last two years, and in any off season would be crazy, but especially this off season, they got like the whole team out there for this today. No kidding. I got to ask mean, you more about this because I have some yes. questions about Kawhi Leonard. Really, so I really Kawhi's want to be there. his fan, but, but I really want to be his fan, but I'm not sure. I'm going to ask you next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Do it! Come on, clap! Hey, it's Momo and DeMarco Farr sitting in for Sano and Cap on your Friday afternoon. Come on, this song gets you going, right? Like, you might think it... You... But then when they do the chorus, you clap, right? Are you talking to me or to L.A.? You. I'm talking to LA. Oh. Everybody is driving home on a Friday afternoon. Uh, okay. I did an hour and a half in the car on the way back today, so I feel you. Okay? I, I got to admit, I lied to you. I had never heard the song before. You've never heard? This is like the arena anthem. You know what it is? You're at football games. Yes. They must not play it. This is like a total NBA job. Oh, is it really? Okay, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. like definitely on almost every I'm arena in my six-year-old would love this. So, yeah. To the Clippers groundbreaking down in Inglewood today, and uh, the stadium's going to open in 2024, so we got some time. Okay, it's like three years. It's it's basically about a half mile from SoFi where the Rams play. Um, and Steve Ballmer was very excited. Everybody turned out during the offseason. They got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, like base, which is saying something if you know NBA players in the offseason. <laughs> right. Things like that. Okay. <laughs> to right. go to some team promotional <laughs> event and haul the shovel. Okay. Like they did. That was good. For, you know, I was impressed. Um, Kawhi looked good. He looked knee surgery. Um, he looked, he looked pretty good, but this was the, this was the most amazing scene. Okay. All the concessions and all the things this new arena is going to have. Balmer, uh, Bomber gets up there and says, okay, everybody, let's celebrate. And this is a very crowded tent that we're basically, basically a tent in the parking lot where they're going to break ground. So everybody wants to leave. We think that we think it's over. And the, and the DJ comes on and says, wait, 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 we got a special treat for you. And all of a sudden, like, Fitz and the tantrums run out. Like, we're going to have a concert. And you can just see all the players who are sitting <laughs> on the other side of the court like, oh, I thought we were done. Like, right. we showed up. We did the groundbreaking. <laughs> but they were – the stage was from where Kawhi and Paul were and where the stage was like, they couldn't walk across trapped. They were performing there. <laughs> They're trapped. <laughs> so you got like Kawhi and Paul over there with, you know, Terry West, right. And, and Steve Ballmer, everybody, all the important people uh, were on that side. Captive audience. And, yeah. Captive audience. And like, you know, they thought they were done. Like we did all our pictures. Wow. We posed, we did the shovel thing. I'm looking like, at the picture fun. of Kawhi Leonard it's, right it's now. It's time to go. <laughs> I'm looking yeah, at him right it's now. It's time to go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so all of a sudden that he looks like me again. in church. Here, back come, in the day. here it comes. So here come like bits and the tantrums. Good, good man. This is a good song. This is total jock. Play the song. Let's we'll see if it gets going. Okay, Jesse, you're 
You cute up there. Okay. And they're working the crowd. And, and keep in mind, it's 1130 a.m. Like nobody's dancing. Okay. Wow. It's just a tent in the parking lot. The players want to go. And I'm like, oh, how many courses are we going to play? Like how many verses? They played the song whole song. Go? They went the whole thing. They were trying to get the crowd hype. And eventually when you get to like the third chorus, I'm like, come on. Somebody's going to start clapping. Yeah, Somebody yeah. over there is going to start clapping. We're not getting up. Edit. And I look and I look. You think it's Kawhi Leonard? Nope. I just want to see him clap the whole time. I just want to see him clap. <laughs> right. Give me Every something. Single, finally, finally. Jerry West, I thought he clapped. He did not clap. He was actually just like scratching his chin or something. So I had a video of it. I was like, oh, Jerry West is clapping. Oh, no. Well, something. Mama. But like Steve Ballmer started clapping. Paul George started clapping. Paul George is so agreeable. He just started. That's so Paul George once- to me. Yeah. So, but Kawhi's massive hands. And you know he could dance. We saw him in the Drake video. Well, right. Okay. Well, I, I guess that counts. Florida. Was he? Does that count as dancing? I guess you know. <laughs> yeah. For swaying quiet, to the yeah. beat. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that's. I, I know he can like you know uh, <laughs> he can process choreography, but I'm not sure if you can dance. But you know, here's the question, right? Is he <laughs> is he just superstar stoic, or he, is there another is, side of him? I will say that. Kawhi Leonard is the most unintentionally funny person I have ever met. Um, okay, explain Everything that. Everything Kawhi does is funny, right? Like you can just like even every even when he like when he finally laughs, it's funny because he doesn't laugh. So then when he laughs, it's like funny. But the laugh is like <laughs> right, yeah, like, you it's, know the, right, right, kind of like, like Eddie they, Murphy. Yeah, like you get him to talk and he goes, "What did do, baby?" And you're like, "What? What? Where did that come from?" Because he doesn't say anything. So then when he does say something, it's really unintentionally funny. Um, and even like everybody clapping today, but then Kawhi just wouldn't. There's all these videos on the internet. That's what my friend sent me during the last break. Everybody's like, everybody finally claps along to that song, except for Kawhi. <laughs> I'm like, come on, clap. Even Paul George sitting next to you is clapping. Well, here's everybody, here's a question. Like uh, <laughs> when you see LeBron, and I'll I'll have to throw Sean McVay into this. Uh, when they do media, when they when they have to mm-hmm. speak publicly, they get it, they understand it. It's like they're trying to bring people in. Uh, they're they're trying to reach out and reach a new audience and build a bigger fan base, build their brand. Yeah, intentional or unintentional, it just seems to me like Kawhi just doesn't. That's just not in his deal. He wants to dominate on the floor and be anonymous and off it. the floor. Yeah. Except well, you can't the, like, be that way in the NBA. Yeah, or, or the New Balance. But you know what's you know what's fun about the Clippers right now? About Ballmer is like, it, history always repeats itself. So Steve Ballmer was the CEO of Microsoft, and Microsoft was the largest computer company in the world until Apple got going. Right, like Microsoft right. and Apple became the two giants in the tech world. And Microsoft was pervasive, like everybody had Microsoft computers and, and every, it was all in offices. But when Apple came along with, the, with their computers and then especially with the iPhone, that branding cool. Like there was just something about the iPhone that was cool. And it didn't really matter what Microsoft did at that point, even if they made a product that was essentially the same and cost a whole lot less, people still bought the iPhone. Something about the Apple product. That was one of Balmer's sort of, in terms of his legacy, or if you want to talk about his his ending of the, his time at Microsoft, they could just never solve for that. There was nothing you could do at Microsoft to just make to to than Apple. Apple 
mind, darling. You know, right? and, and that's so funny, moment. We gotta, uh, I gotta bring that up because that's exactly how I feel about Raider fans. I really do. <laughs> I really, really do. Uh, we'll talk about that next. Uh, ESPN seven ten. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Woo! <laughs> Was that Momo? I, you know what? I get hyped. I can so see that. I have to take a nap. I just have to take like a pre show nap so I get hyped. Because, like, you Mason's got the tired jollies. I like it. What were you like as a player? Were you, were you like. Oh, th- exactly like this. Did you did you I wear the, the eye black? In right field. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I had my visor turned around to the back. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, I would flip it up backwards like beach volleyball style. I was that girl. You were B A moment. Like, like, I, like I was. It. Yeah, and I was like in the outfield. I played right field, so I was like always bouncing in the outfield because like when you play in the outfield, you get bored. It, like there, I mean, you could go like four innings without anything happening. And so like I was the girl in the outfield. I was always bouncing and I was talking. I was like two out, two out. I was like that. Oh gosh. Hyper. Okay. All right. Yeah. Why did I'm I just picture, oh, I just pictured like that movie league of their own <laughs> for a second yeah, yeah i mean pretty much yeah you know? like, that was me well wait let me ask you a I, I delicate question like, uh, just real quick it. i had a friend that i worked with in st louis he he passed on he was a young man chris duncan and he used he taught me about baseball and he played right and he said the reason they stuck him in right was because he was a bad fielder is that true no no okay good um but that's when you do it when you're like a kid like when oh. you're a kid, they used to take the worst player in right because nobody because basically most people are right-handed. Okay, there's like lefties are the exception in baseball, so, like left-handed hitters. Um, and when you are a kid growing up, most people just bat right-handed, and right. so very few kids growing up can hit the uh, ball. They the stick them in right. Field. That makes sense. Okay. So the right field, if it's hit to you, it's usually like it's like accident. <laughs> like, oops, I hit it to right. You know, nobody's really gonna pull it because like your natural thing is to pull it. So that's why they stick the worst fielder in right. Makes However, sense. However, when you get older especially when you get to the college level, like right field, you got to be on it. Right. Like you have to, like that's when you have a lefty hitter, it's either a slapper who's like really fast or it's a slugger who's going to pull it and you've got to be on your horse. Like you got to be able, you gotta be able to chase the ball. So right field is actually where you stick to the person with the best arm because you have to make the two longest throws, right field to third base and right field to home. You have an arm? Those are the, oh, you, I got I have the best arm. Do you really? Yes. Like oh, I, I got to see this. Like the best on my team ever. I got to like, see this. Now, probably with all the tendonitis. And, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but back in the day, like, like nobody wanted to even catch it when I threw it. Like, I threw grenades. Like, I, like my shortstops that I used to play with, like, they hated me. They were like, every time you throw the ball, it, you throw it on a one hop. Like, I throw a perfect grenade, like, perfect. But it has, like, such tight spin, it would just, like, oh, just I like it. go right into their shin bones every I like time. It. They were like, dang it, Ramona! Mo- Jeez, you're killing me. Momo, like everybody you, walk around with bruises. You'll me. get this. When I'm laying in bed, like especially yeah. in the morning, I, I think I can still do it. Like get up and play football. All the oh, way see, until I my don't. feet touch the ground. And then it's like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, there was a there was a time like I think I played slow pitch all the way through my late thirties. Okay. And I stopped playing when I was pregnant. I was about four months and I was like, I think it's enough. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here playing all pregnant and like 
I think maybe it's time, time to, to hang it up. Yeah, it's yeah, a rough one. A it's a rough minute. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, like, it's I a don't toughie. want to catch a ground ball and like having it. You know, I don't want it. It's a toughie. Like, I was pregnant. I was trying to protect the baby. Right? So At some to, point, I was like, let's 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 chill. To the but point like, you were making, you were you yeah. were making a point about Steve Ballmer and Microsoft yeah. and then Apple, and then so he just could do you have not. iPhone or flip phone? What yeah. do you have? What kind of phone you have? iPhone. Okay. Who does it? Lens? You have iPhone. Yep, Lindsay. iPhone 12. iPhone. And I don't know why I have it, just because everybody else has it, I guess. Well, that's the thing. If you have the alternate phone, like if you have a Nokia or the other brands, you can't be on the iMessage. Right. Like when you have iMessage. That's it, the dreaded green like, bubble. It, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, right. You get the other bubble. So like when you have the iPhone, you're in the cool club, right? You're in the like, we designed our I phone did it? to oh, be is, I think that's why I did it. Yeah, go ahead. And serious. Like, I don't like God, I'm such who a have follower. alternate phones. Because if you have the group text and you have somebody who's not who's not iPhone, like, they mess up your group text. Yes. Like, you send messages that go, like, you send a photo that goes through, it doesn't go through to them. Like, they can't, it's just. It messes up, it messes why. up the chain of communication. Yes. Correct. So, not only did Apple design, like, they're just the cool design. Like, no matter other, other phones probably are better, cheaper, faster, whatever. But for whatever reason, we've all just decided the iPhone is the See, now, at the risk of making John Ireland mad, because does anyone know? I think he's a Raider fan through and through, right? He's kind of- the... I'm a Raider fan through and through. Are you okay? I'm born and bred. See, I was yes. I was born and raised with the Raiders. It switched when I had to play them. Yeah, I love them all the way up until I had to play the Raiders. Now I see why people hate you. But no, um, yeah. we oh, were talking about this on oh, Wednesday. Yeah. I, I was just messing around with Raider fans. And they took it personally, and I said, someday you're going to be outnumbered in this city because the Raiders are in Las Vegas now, and this is the so SoFi I think there's era. something different, though. Go like, ahead. This is but I think a lot of people I think a lot of people that are wearing that silver and black, they aren't really Raider fans. They're just jumping in. They're grabbing iPhones because they don't want to have the green bubble. So there's the, there's the brand, okay? There's the cool kid brand. So in New York, if you're cool, you, you like the Knicks and the Yankees, right? You don't like the Nets or the Mets, right? In Chicago, you like the Cubs and the Bulls. Like, you don't like the White Sox. Right. In L.A., it's the Dodgers and the Lakers, okay? It's not Fair. the Angels or the Clippers, okay? I, I grew up in L.A. when it was Rams and Raiders, so I kind of like both, but I was definitely Raiders more than Rams because the Rams were like an Anaheim. So it's kind of like Dodgers Angels. It, nobody had any problem with the Angels, but it was like down in Anaheim. Right. right. That's and what I'm saying, Momo. The, Dodgers, I, the, okay? the, the Rams are right here in town now. It's different. Yeah, and now they're in town. But there's a difference between, like, to, in the basketball universe, the Lakers and the Clippers, like, there is something very triggering about that relationship between the Lakers and the Clippers right yeah, now. Yeah, one and, has and championships. For a long time, Right, but the Clippers—they went to the Western Conference Finals last year. They got no, no. Like, one has been... championships, not oh, a bunch I, of near. I hear you. Yeah, almost. And Go here's ahead. what's and here's what's fun, okay? And this is what I think plays out, and this is where you have to have like ten year vision, twenty year vision, because you and I grew up like we know L.A. This is just, you know, people in L.A. If you want to say, what are their favorite teams? I would let's 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 list the top five teams in L.A. Lakers, number one, Lakers, number Dodgers, two, Lakers, number three, Lakers, number four, Lakers, number five, Dodgers. It would fair. probably be in that order. Fair. Fair? I, totally fair. Absolutely. Right? Like 100%. Four out of five of the top five teams in LA are the Lakers. Professional. <laughs> like, professional because the, the, now, okay? uh, I see more SC stuff than anything, but but we're talking professional teams. Professionally. Team. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, and I think with the Clippers, like they have the richest owner in sports. Steve Ballmer is the eighth richest person in the world. Wow. Eighth richest in the world, wow. not in sports, in the world. 
108 billion with a b do you think he okay? walks around with cash no i okay. i saw that was why i just saw him really? lately he okay. was, no i don't think he carries cash okay go ahead um probably like bitcoin or something i didn't ah, ask okay. but he's probably, he's probably like on that level um but balmer like he can buy anything he wants like whatever that team needs whatever that stadium needs like like the line that they had is you know we asked balmer do you want to make it the the coolest most tech savvy arena or do you want to make it the fa- most fan friendly do you want to make it coolest you, for the players yeah. and he's like um all of them yes you're not because a poor team you, like when you have a hundred and eight billion with a b dollars like you can just do whatever you want but it's it to me it's the same as apple and microsoft doesn't like will that matter will having the best owner the best well, stadium but, but the this, best everything but that's will different it that's different the because run. the lakers and the clippers are both here Right. I'm talking about a team that plays in a different state now. So you are completely disconnected from the team. And the Raiders' focus is now on Las Vegas, not Los Angeles. That's right. So, so, th- so the point I was making was, not now, but eventually, you are going to be surrounded as Raider fans. It's inevitable. Just like Steve Ballmer and the Clippers, yeah. Stan Kroenke is hell-bent on taking over the market. So eventually, five, ten years from now, when... You've got kids that know nothing uh, except the Raiders being or the Rams being in town. Eventually, you're going to be outnumbered unless the Raiders but, come okay. back. So here's your here's your parallel, okay? If the Raiders would have come back, and by the way, they wanted to, the NFL just didn't let them because they knew if the Raiders came back, it would disadvantage whoever they came back with. So if there was going to be two teams in LA, one of them could not be the Raiders. It just couldn't. If you put the Raiders in the state in, in L.A. with the Rams, the Rams were not going to have a chance. The Raider fan base is too strong. And by the way, the Raiders haven't earned it. The Raiders have been nothing but bad citizens in the NFL for a long time. And I don't mean behavior-wise. I just mean Al Davis just did whatever he wanted, no matter what other owners wanted. He didn't, he didn't do what was best for the league, right? He wasn't a great business partner in that sense. He would go to Oakland when he wanted to. He went to Vegas. And so – I think that Dean Spanos, for whatever you want to say about him, he was just a better business partner amongst owners. They felt more like they owed him. And also, if the Raiders moved here and with the Rams, like the Rams would be okay, but it would probably be the same 60-40 split, 70-30 split. It just Raiders have a more natural, they have a bigger fan base here. But now when you move the Rams here with the Chargers, the Rams are gonna. I think the Rams will take over within ten oh, years. I agree. Rams uh, it could be sooner with Matthew Stafford if he continues to play the way he yep. played and the Super Bowls here. Let's just say well, they go the. They have the. They go the they entire have the most route. Amazing stadium. Now. Play in play a, a Super Bowl in your own stadium and win it here. You don't think that's gonna eat into the Raiders oh, fan yeah. base? I think you might be a little crazy. Momo Defar in for Sedano and Cap. Ooh, Defar. I like Defar. it. Yes, that is my that's my adult nickname. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have a childhood good. nickname. It's actually Ooh. my. It's on my Twitter thing. Whatever they used to call mm-hmm. me, Baby Whale back in the day. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. If yeah. you if you go to the Bay Area, Richmond, California, they don't know me as Demarco. Say Baby Whale. They know exactly who you're talking about. I feel like it's kind of long for a nickname though. Like, Baby Whale. Nickname's got to be fast. It was cool when I got to college. It became D Booty. See, yeah, this is why I can't stand any song that has like butt in it. Like, you know, I got big butts or doing the butt. It was uh, a nightmare. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now my adult nickname is D-Far. Yeah, I like that.
It's cool. Yeah. Uh, Momo no- was my baby nickname. That's what my mom used to call me. Oh, no. I thought that. Yeah. Oh, I thought Mason gave you that name. Oh, no. Okay. And what happened is when I was growing up, like uh, my, my sort of like kid nickname, became, it just got to be Mo, which like I grew to hate. I hated. I was like, please don't call me that ever because it makes me it feels like Larry Curley and Mo from Three Stooges. Right. Like and I felt very it felt kind of masculine and I was kind of a tomboy and I was trying to be more of a, you know, I don't want to be like seen that way i was like no i'm a you know like i'm okay, not that makes the sense. Through Jews, right yeah and, and and so then i dropped mo and i was like please don't ever call me that and people if people did i got upset and then all of a sudden mason started calling me momo and i was like hmm, that's okay momo's so <laughs> different than mo <laughs> like it's so like momo's what my mommy used to call me when i was two so yeah i had that happen that. twice once with a teammate isaac bruce hall of famer isaac bruce yeah when he first burst onto the scene in 95 they started calling him reverend ike because yeah, he's very that. religious and you know like it took off and you would ask when you finally asked him about it he would say he's like, kind of like Kawhi. he never says anything but yeah. i hate that reverend ike was a crook Oh, and like he hated the nickname. Oh, my oh, bad. No. So you would have to tell other people, don't call him that. He doesn't like it. Uh, yeah. And uh, there was one more. Oh, oh, Sebastian Joseph Day, the place for the Rams now. Yeah. Uh, we called him Seabass. It fits. It's great. He looks like a Seabass. <laughs> he doesn't Careful. like it. He he hates it. Well, Seabass is Sebastian Janikowski. Okay. Well, yeah, any any big dude with, you know, that can get sea bass is going to be sea bass. But he doesn't like it. He likes bash. So I called called sea bass, sea bass to his face. And he said, I don't like it. Call me bash. I got got two ESPN nicknames. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So, you know how we call him Woj? Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay. That's not actually how you say his name. (laughs) How do you say his name? It's actually like Wojnarowski. It's like. Oh, really? It's like totally not correct. But like nobody knows that it's Wojnarowski, so he just goes by Woj, and and like if he if you call him Woj, like he'll answer to it. Okay, that's not exactly the pronunciation. Well, you got a of weird name. spelling of a name, so you you have to. I know yeah. it's hard. It's Polish, you know, and people W O J, but the R is after the J, but it's actually pronounced before the J. So I mean, how are people supposed to know that? I right? got checked big time in training camp because I had been calling. Matthew Stafford, Matt Stafford, uh-huh. ever since he came into the league. And right. we interviewed him, and I met his family and his wife, and she said he likes, he prefers Matthew. And she yeah. said it with a smile, but she looked me right in the eye like he prefers <laughs> Matthew. Okay, got yeah, it. Like it's I now heard Matthew. Yeah, like I said, DeFar. And... <laughs> right. <laughs> Just so got you know, um, you get one warning. And the, the other thing <laughs> about it. going back to Raider fans for a hot minute. Uh, look, I've. It's shocking to me when you have two teams or three teams in town. When Laker fans can't cheer for Clippers, for the Clippers if the Lakers are knocked out and the Clippers are still in it. That always shocked me. It's still about L.A. It seemed like Raider fans want to hate on Matthew Stafford. As if what you saw versus Chicago wasn't his talent or Sean McVay getting the best out of his talent. It was because Chicago was just bad on defense. That drives me up a wall. So here's the thing with the Raiders, though. I feel like the to, the Raiders have not won in a while, and there's no air of supremacy about them. Like the Ra- like when I watch a Raiders game, there's I think there may be two different types of Raider fans. Because I'm the Raider fan who like I yell at the screen, I get mad at them. I'm like, oh man, they're gonna like when when Weatherford jumped offside on that plus play at the game. You remember the end of the game there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he jumps offside on the goal line, and I'm like, oh stupid I mean, it's so Raiders <laughs> like that's so Raiders like, every time there's a good play somebody's got a holding penalty somebody jumped offside like 
we are the most penalized team in the NFL. I and I don't have a stat on that, but I'm just positive it's true. Okay, and and it's our own fault. Like every time you're like, oh man, the refs, they just throw the flag because it's the Raiders, right? And then they show the replay. I'm like, oh yeah, they totally hold them. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally right. Holding, right? Like, they definitely commit more penalties. And there's Raider fans that are like me who just we suffer through the Raiders of it all, right? The right. like nine and seven, the seven and nine seasons, the like. There's a sort of there's a there's almost a, a quality like you know how Cubs fans used to be or Red Sox fans used to be like they would always get there and then lose there was something bad would always happen the other shoe would drop and then finally they ended up finally after like a hundred years they win it's kind of what Raiders fans have become because like they haven't won in a really long time it's eighty four it's been a really long time since the Raiders have won a Super Bowl they got there they they they, they do win but like they can't walk around with that swagger they used to have because. Haven't won in a long time. Uh, maybe that's it. Because I, I wonder. Because like I said, I grew up a Raider fan, so yeah. this is new to me. I don't know when. When did it shift from but part of the identity commit to that. excellence to let me hate on somebody that could be better? So I don't like I pick. So the Raider fans I hang out with. Okay, so maybe we have different Raider fans that we hang out with. We all kind of like suffer together. <laughs> like there's sort of a commiseration quality to it. It's like. It's not a commitment to excellence. It's a commitment to commiseration. Right? We're just going to suffer together the way that it's like a bonding experience. Oh, the Raiders, look what they did. But then when we get good for a hot minute, like remember when Derek Carr was good? Like that one way year. Way back he, when. Like, what, yeah, what, early yeah. on before he broke his leg in that I last, do remember. That yeah, one yeah, yeah. season, I was like, Derek Carr is the greatest, right? Like we were so hyped. Because it's been so long since, and then of course somebody like his gets, rookie you know, he, year, right? Yeah, if, yeah, I think it was second year, maybe first second year before he broke his back. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Or I think it was. Didn't he get? I think he broke his or leg something. He's had a right lot before of the playoffs. Happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, he like that was that was like the best it's been for a long time. <laughs> like, That's that it. was like wow. the best. And and I think there's you know like with when you compare the two fan bases, like Raider fans are kind of more. It's just ingrained because we all grew up here in LA. What's ingrained? It's kind of getting. It's getting old. Like your Raider fandom. Like you, if you grew up in LA, if you were born um, up until about well, well, I guess when they moved. Okay, um, when they moved back in '94. So anybody born in LA up until about the mid '90s is probably a Raider fan. So of that age. But as the longer they're away and the longer the Rams are back, I think that starts to shift. Not because exactly. because you're right. Like the Raiders are not here see. They'll anymore. believe you. They won't. They're believe not. Me. Tr- they're <laughs> not trying to keep their LA fan base anymore. They exactly. don't need it. Okay. See? They, Everybody they that gave me heat on Twitter. No. Give it to Ramona right now. We are stuck. I dare being, you. I'm stuck being a Raider fan forever because I was born into it. Okay. Like I grew up here. I love them. I can't help it. It's not gonna. It's like when you're a fan, you're a fan. It's also the one thing professionally. I don't necessarily Mama, cover. The door's so open. I get Come to on be over. fan. Come on yeah. over. Come on no, over to SoFi. I, don't hate, I, don't I got hate a jersey for you. I'm happy. Oh, it's probably really big. I got me. a Matthew Stafford jersey. <laughs> Matthew Stafford jersey for you right now. Come on. Oh, if I get a jersey, I don't know if I want Matt Stafford jersey. Well, get I a 99. I, I like, yeah. Get that's a 99. Something. That's, like that's going to appreciate and value. Or, or Jalen Ramsey. I like, I'm more Oh, like, gosh. Have you, look, you, you cover football, right? Or is it just. A little bit. Okay. I mostly cover college because you know what? When I came up in newspapers, I covered everything. Except the NFL, because we didn't have an NFL team. So that's the one sport I kind of don't have to be. Well, I don't know how or what guy fits this bill in basketball, but this guy is like from Mars, talking about Jalen Ramsey. What he can do from a cornerback position, you won't see. You won't see a corner that plays with this type of physicality, that they can line up on the end of the line of scrimmage to set, contain, that means you're doing the job of a guy that's 260 pounds usually mm. or more. 
and, and you're doing it with a plum. You're getting there, and you're actually making an impact, not just making yourself a speed bump and hope the offensive lineman falls over the top of you so you can build a pile. No, he's going in there, chesting up, face-to-face with guys, causing wrecks. This is unbelievable. How big is Jalen Ramsey? Uh, you know, he's slender. He's tall. He, I want to say he's he's over the top of my head, about 6'2", 6'3", okay. about 220, solid. But he's lanky. His hips, his hips are about four inches higher from anyone else. You know what I mean? He's got yep, these long legs and long arms. Like, he, it would come up to my head. Correct. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. I'm short. <laughs> yeah. Very, very tall. You don't see corners that look like this. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, for his body type, most guys like him, be a linebacker, you, right? you put on 20 Safety. pounds and you stick him in the box as a linebacker. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like a like a thin linebacker who could, who's really quick and fast and can play out on the corner. Yeah, right. A guy that size with that ability shouldn't be yeah. able to be a shutdown corner. It just, wow, it, it's special. It's almost as special as watching what Aaron Donald is doing from a defensive tackle position. You'll never see that again. A guy in, a un- in uniform for the L.A. Rams. You'll never see a guy at defensive tackle come close to 100 sacks. I'd say the same thing about Jalen Ramsey. Mm. You will never see another corner like this again. So uh, appreciate it while you have it. And they're they're giving me the rap sign, Momo. I mean, they're in oh. here screaming. Well, like, that's good. They're telling me to be quiet. Well, you know why? That's why we got Why what? Say it again. That's how we pay the bills. That's how we pay the bills. Is we that gotta, what it is? You know. Yeah, we got to let people talk and, you know, people are driving. We'll come back. I don't want to do that. All right, we'll come back. 710 ESPN.